I can't believe who I have sitting here in front of me today, folks. And here we are with the PFRPA. And I have an opportunity to talk to the man, the myth, the legend. Before you go, I got to tell you a quick story, right? So in my own mind, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So we're no spring chickens anymore. But no. I have to tell you this story. When I was growing up, okay, when I was in junior high and high school, when we were playing pickup ball, I was always Jack Youngblood. <laughs> always, always, always Jack Youngblood. So, folks. Jack that makes me Youngblood. feel good. That made my go. day right there. <laughs> there you go. Always had to be huge, huge, yeah. huge fan. Uh, way up there in the Cleveland area where I grew up. But, I mean, it was not just the way you played. It, I mean, the name. Come on, you have the ultimate football name. I mean, come on. It is a good name. Granddaddy, <laughs> Granddaddy gave us something to carry on. That's right. That's right. All right, so unbelievable football history. Obviously, Hall of Fame, all of that great stuff. 151 and a half career sacks. I want to know where the half came from. Right? <laughs> right? How do you get a half of a sack? That's right. <laughs> you got a hand on you, it some other yeah. guy, right? Either you, either you did or you didn't. I, I mean, I, and, and how about the guys that are counting that stuff, right? Right. <laughs> right. How about that? <laughs> My half sack. I had a three-quarter sack. I got, and I used to get <laughs> paid for that. You know, they used to have a, 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 a bonus, you know, for the sacks that you got for the year. And I'm going... I guess I'm only going to get 500 instead right. of $1,000 a sack. Oh, my gosh. Right? right? Don't cut into my million. Yeah, right. <laughs> if not more. Hey, I have, a, I have a, a, a really cool story. Uh, when I talk about my favorite football memories from my NFL days, I have a cool story that I share about Reggie White. And it was after the game. Reggie White, let me, let me set this up. Reggie White, I was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Four four games into my rookie season, and here I am going against the sack leader of the time, Reggie White. That's the, bad. The, it is bad. <laughs> and playing tackle, right? right? So the the week before, Reggie plays against Andy Heck, who is another rookie tackle for the Chicago Bears at the time, and and Reggie gets six sacks in one game, right? <laughs> Almost the the yeah. NFL record uh, behind Derek Thomas, one behind him. So we're going into the next game, and. Uh, the whole world's media is coming down to me going, Reggie's going to have the mm. year in sacks in two games. He's going right, to get two rookies in a row and just crush you guys. I end up getting out of the game, giving up only one sack to Reggie White. It was, it was huge. But what happened was after the game, I'll never forget this as long as I live. And, you know, you, know, you don't, there's certain things you don't do to Reggie. You didn't, you didn't, cur- you didn't take the Lord's him. name in vain. You didn't cut him, right? Yeah. All that good stuff. And you didn't curse at him. Well, I did all three in the first quarter, <laughs> right? So he had his ears pinned back the whole game. So anyways, after the game, I'm jogging off to our side in the tunnel on one side of the field. And, and you know, Green Bay Packers are going in the other side. I'm about to the tunnel, right? And I see big number 92 jogging across the field. Well, I'm, more than jogging. He was kind of sprinting. So I'm thinking in my mind as I'm looking through my rear view mirror here going, oh my gosh, he wants to fight me right here. Right here. Reggie's coming over here to fight me. And he's running across the field and he finally catches up to me and he smacks me on the butt and he goes, you're going to be all right, kid. Great game. That's cool. Like a football That's memory. That's too cool. Right? Oh, yeah. Nobody, Absolutely. Nobody in the whole world saw that thing, and we all have stories like that. So tell me about your football memory, one of your greatest that nobody would know about. Well, there's so many, right. so many of them right. after, after 14 years and, and um, you know, going through the, the, 
the peaks and valleys of, of, of a season, and you know about those. Right. Uh, one of the most inspiring moments in, in my career was when I was a when it was a, in the second year in the game. Merlin and, and, and Deacon were still there. Right. And well, I take that back. I take that back. That was, that was in, in, in my rookie year. Because Deacon got traded in, in 72. And I took his his position, right? And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, these are some these are some large <laughs> shoes, shoes to, to fill, fill. There, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and especially when you think about who's your wingman, Merlin Olson. Oh my God, he may kill me if I if I do something right. wrong. <laughs> but we're uh, we're we're in the we're in the lunch room on uh, it was a um, it was a preseason game. And we used to play six in in those days. Yeah. And wow. Oh yeah. My goodness. Six of them. <laughs> it was. Um, and we were, we were in the lunchroom, and Tommy Prothrow was our coach, and he would usually get our attention at the end of uh, of lunch, and tell us what we're going to do and what's the what's the program for the day, and he, he I never will forget this. He had he used to take a glass of water, and he would rub rub the edge of the water of the water glass and make it squeal yeah you know and everybody everybody got used to that and so we we were listening to him and he started like this he said young blood you're the worst football player i have ever seen (laughs) with that with that right with that tennessee accent he had and (laughs) And I'm sitting there. Thank goodness I had I had Merlin Olson on one side and and Jack Snow on the other side, wow. and I'm sitting with the veterans, and, and I'm trying to slide down. The, <laughs> I'm trying to slide down and, right. and get out of get out of sight here, and and Merlin Merlin looked over at me. He said, "Don't worry, kid. He didn't know what the he's doing." <laughs> <laughs> Messing with your head. What Messing with your head. Man. And what? Jack did too. Jack Snow did did the same thing afterwards. And I was I was really inspired by that. Yeah. That that Merlin would would give me that kind of of, of uh, a sense of accomplishment that yeah. that you can play. Right. And I was I was very very fortunate. I I I've told this my entire career. If it wasn't for Mer- Merlin and Deacon I'd have been back in in North Florida driving a tractor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, you know, hearing you guys throw around these names. I mean, it's so, they're so iconic, you know, and, and, you know, even though I played, you know, these are the guys that I looked up to, Mm -hmm. you know, so seeing that uh, and just hearing you talk about it. They were, the foundation. Yeah, they were the foundation. They were the foundation of of the success Everything of the National become. Football League. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna have some fun with you. I'm gonna ask you a couple of hot seat questions. Right. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. I I know you're a little bit a little bit crazy back in the day. I've heard <laughs> not a I've, little bit. I've <laughs> I've seen some of the pictures with you on the beach giving your Ken doll pose. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Playing handsome Dan out there. Yeah, I, I got, I got, I think I got a fifty dollar check for that one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that and a few girlfriends, I bet. Back then, <laughs> right? All right. So, first question: coldest game you ever played in? Hmm. I think it was in in Minnesota when uh, 
in, for the playoff game. And, you know, I'm a Florida boy, and I, I, don't, <laughs> right. I don't know how to dress for this so type kind of stuff, and especially, <laughs> especially in our days. I mean, we didn't have any of this, 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 you know, exotic equipment that yeah. they've got today. And, um, you know, playing in the snow, heck, I hadn't – I mean, I had not seen snow <laughs> – <laughs> until I was, this is until before I was the Minnesota years. dome days, folks. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, it met the, the Met, the yeah. old Met yeah. field. That was probably, and it was, it was. We didn't have our cleats didn't go in the ground. We just skated around that day. Uh, oh my god, it was horrible. The ground was so solidly fr- frozen, and it made it made my life a lot. It, it gave me a lot of problems because you know I was trying to. Turn on the edge and come across around right. the corner, and, and try I not was, to fall. And, and, yeah, and try hurt. not to fall. <laughs> <in Right>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh-oh. That's probably the. Yeah, that, uh, All right. So you're known for delivering some viciously hard hits in your career, but what is the hardest you've ever been hit? Oh, I'd have to say there was a couple of times when 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 your helmet would come off when they would <laughs> they they try to trap you. And and I, I, they couldn't trap me because I I was reading it out the whole time, so I just stepped down inside and and took the guard on or and and, right. and the tackle and and create a pile and make make the back go a different way, and your helmet would come off every now and then, yeah. and it would invariably come off as you're going down to the ground. <laughs> And you're going, and, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to hurt real bad. <laughs> there could be a thousand pounds of funk falling on me at any second, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then, and then there was the day in Atlanta where um, I came around the corner, and and the offensive guard, I, can, I, I used to can remember his name. He he'd been after me all game long, and I I pushed uh, Rudkowski up. In the in the pocket, and the next thing I remember was our trainer, who was a we called him Mother George Benefee, right. and he, he was like a mother to us. I right. mean, he <laughs> right. he provided for us <laughs> right. on and off the field. Get your bumps and bruises. Loved him. Right. Loved him to death. That the next thing I remembered was George standing over me, going, "Why are you asleep on the field?" <laughs> And I look up at him, and I'm going, "Get me up off the ground!" Smelling salts, right? Carried one of those little. Oh my god! One of those. All right. So now we also all have our our stories about our transition from college ball to pro ball. What was the moment that it dawned on you that you were now in the NFL as a different game? We got to remember there was there, there wasn't any of the hype back in back in 1970, right? Uh, about who's going to be where and and who's on the you know uh, first round draft choice, who's going to be the draft, you know, and all the all the the hype that right. goes on today. There wasn't anything like that. And the first time that I realized that I was I was actually in the International Football League was when they when they said they they brought me out. In March, because because the draft used to be in January, they brought me out in March for a rookie camp. Right. And as I walked into to the dressing room, I'm and I'm thinking on the way in, I'm thinking, I wonder what number I'm gonna get. Yeah. You know, I wonder what number. <laughs> right. 
I, I was going, you know, it'd, it'd be nice if I could just continue playing in, in, with number 74 on. Right. And so I walked through the door, and the first thing I saw was number 74 Olsen on the front of the locker. Wow. I went, well, I guess I'm not going to get that number. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So now I want you to uh, – I want you to picture in your head that, that young rookie, Jack Youngblood. What piece of advice are you giving him if you could talk to your younger self? Be smart about who you run with. Yeah. Who you, <laughs> who you take on as, as your mentor. Yeah. You want to you choose the right ones. And fortunately, I was surrounded by, by great ones. Right. Extremely great ones. And I was... I was I guess I was smart enough to adhere to what they were trying to teach me. Right. Really because when, yeah. Because when, when, when Deacon and Merlin both look at you at some point in time during the, during the year and say, kid, you can play, that gets you up on your tiptoes. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's, uh, it just reminds me of my moment I told you about with Reggie. I mean, when, when it uh, – you get that done. kind yeah. of from the acknowledgement. You yes. respect so much, right? That's Absolutely, huge, huge. I can't imagine. So, All next right. question I have for you. So you have a um, you have a lot of guys out there every year that are thinking about hanging up the cleats, right? Most of us, as you know, don't get to retire with that tip of the hat <laughs> into the fans. You know that moment we we all dream about, and we think it's going to be like that when we retire. But most of the time, it's because we're hurt and we just can't. We're not quite as quick anymore, right? You exactly. lost a few steps and things hurt too much, yeah. <laughs> right? So those guys that are getting ready to retire, what piece of advice would you give them? Well, first of all, you know, I, I would I'd like to to say those guys who are going to retire is that you know thank the good Lord that He gave you that ability to play this game yeah. at that level. That's right. And if you made if, if you made it through four and a half years to be a, a, a vested veteran, right? That's even more blessing. Yeah, huge. Because because it's now I think it's less than three years that that a, that a player who's yeah. who's uh, <coughs> excuse me is on the is on the team makes it. Yeah, I mean they did they they, they just. The, the injuries are are more abundant apparently yeah. Yeah. I was fortunate I, I, I played in 201 consecutive games and um, probably shouldn't have but miracles of I had wonderful miracles but he was a no, superman I, folks he just healed <laughs> faster than everybody else right <laughs> yeah we um we 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 loved it. We loved it, and then and then when 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 Merlin Merlin retired, I assumed the the captain position, and and then it was it was my duty to go out and 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 do everything I possibly could to help my football team win the ball game. Right, right, absolutely. All right, so now uh, you know. We, we we take that next le- that next step in our in our careers and and especially now with the PFRPA, what an important role that it's playing uh, that it's going to play in the 
uh, in the lives of retired players moving forward. So after all the work that's been done with building the foundation of the game, especially your generation, and all of the work that you've done over the years, what does it mean to you now to be a board member of the PFRPA and its vision? What's that mean to you? Well, we're real, we're very thankful that the that the the lawsuit ended up like it like it did, sure. and Judge Judge Brody um, made it made it available for us to do something for the entire community. Of okay. retired players, right? Not just a certain a certain group, or a, or a certain individual who was used in in the in the commercials. It's the it's the entire group is getting some sort of a of an award. Late and, and later than never is is okay. Now, yeah. yeah. Now it, it's it, it's a good thing that we can we can do that, and we and we're trying our best to to find things that. That we can do with the the dictation that the, that the judge has given us that we have right. to follow. So it's not like you know you we can't just write a check to uh, to you, right? But we can put together programs that that helps. That's right. That helps a little bit. That's right. That's awesome. Last but not least, everybody by now has seen that big old rock on your hand, and that is a a very special <laughs> ring. Uh, as a matter of fact, Ron Nix <laughs> has one of those too. <laughs> and when I asked him earlier, Ron, is that your Super Bowl ring? He goes, no, 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 no. This is much more <laughs> rare than that. Show us your ring. Point that towards the camera and show us that ring. Tell us what it is. That's the, uh, the new edition of the, uh, the Football Hall of Fame ring. It's, uh, it's a tad gaudy, but... <laughs> And it will get you in trouble when you when you're at the bar in the airport. <laughs> right. I mean, everybody wants to. What? What? What is that? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's definitely a conversation piece. Anyways, Jack, thanks for hanging out with us. No, this it's my pleasure. Incredible. Thank you, Brad. Love talking to you. Thank this you, was man. Amazing. Thank you. We'll do it again. That's for sure. It's fun. All right.